Hey, we're Barstool Buddhists, and we are back. I'm Jai. Rip. I started to be ripped today, but <clears throat> their family members threatened me. So, <laughs> so, you know, the last one was a couple of weeks ago. I did the Barstool bit yeah. on kindness. That was and, good. And we really do try to be kind, like we said in that. But It takes effort. The world's making it really difficult. It's a challenge, right? Yeah. It's like doing a... 100-yard sprint and quicksand. It's just not going to turn out quite the way you thought it would, but you keep trying. So yep. Intentions, good intentions. Good intentions. Well, that's the that's highway to hell. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. Did, did ACDC know that when they yeah. wrote that song? Yeah, okay. So anyway, we're going to talk about some heavy stuff today, and then we're going to try to be nice at the end, like we always are, give you something to get through the world on. Go dark and come back to the light. So, you know, one we're going to talk about, you know, we look at the world and we see things going on that we don't like. And, you know, it's like everything is just coming apart at the seams. And um, I guess technically it is. <laughs> but when you realize that in the world we live in the universe, mm -hmm. our understanding at this point is that everything put together does fall apart. I mean, that's a that's the entropy. Right. Correct. And, and scientists recognize that. Mm -hmm. I mean, all you have to do is get up in the morning. Look in the mirror and say, where was that 10-year-old? Where did he go? Well, welcome to entropy. You change, you fall apart, you renew, whatever. Hopefully yeah, you renew. Right. So, you know, the, the current system is kind of falling apart. It is definitely shifting and changing. There's a lot of stuff going on economically, politically, mm -hmm. you know, socially. socially it's, just, it's just, you know, uh, the, in the 60s, they sang about the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Well, you got to let go of the last stage before we can go to the next stage. And some people are clinging to the last stage. Yeah. And most of us are afraid of what they see is coming on as the new age. Mm -hmm. So it will not be what it looks like it's going to be and never be what it was again. That's true. That's just the way life is. That's true. That's kind of like a Buddhist thing. Mm -hmm. That's the name Barstool Buddhist. You need to be drunk to listen to us say it, but it's still true. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so you know, we're talking about, we, you and I were talking the other day uh, about... Uh, the Ukraine, about Taiwan, and all the heavy things going on. And, you know, it, it's hard to understand the whole thing. And, but if you back out far enough and you see what's what's moving what's around, driving it. what's driving it, what's actually at stake, what do you think it is? Economics. Economics. It always is economics. It is. It's always the dollar, the yen, the one, yep. whatever, yep. the Deutsche Mark, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. uh, Room to spread your people out, make more money, be more economically feasible and, and stable. If you look through history, that's what you that's do. The, that's why that's you really the basis go to of all wars. Yeah, they'll put a picture of their god on a pole and go spike a few people with mm -hmm. it. But it really, it's about territory and land and all yeah. that. So, and so World War One, there was a reporter. So he was over in uh, Soviet Union, what became the Soviet Union during the revolution, and he came back to some press conference. And mm -hmm. there's a there's an enactment of that in the movie Reds with Warren Beatty. Yep. Yeah. Uh, where they say, Jack, you just got back from the revolution. You know, what's driving this war in Europe? And he looks at him. And I think the, I think I got this right. He says, profits. Yep. And they expected some long explanation, some in-depth, you know, economic, philosophical reason. Mm -hmm. It's the dollar, man. Yep. It's the dollars. <laughs> World War II. What caused that? The embargo on the oil and the steel to Japan. And, and that's when it caused that. And, then, of course, the, the Germans wanted the whole world. Oh, yeah. Uh, they wanted living space, and they wanted yep. capacity to rule the world economically and mm -hmm. socially, whatever. But at the root of all this, yeah. there's money. Yeah, there's always money. There's huge corporations behind every war. Yeah, there are, and the so oligarchs were behind World War One. So if you if you did haven't noticed that World War Three is actually happening now. Mm -hmm. 
It's not. It's not the main act. It's not Act Three. Right. But if you look back at World War One, World War Two, the Civil War, the Napoleonic Wars, the War of the Roses, all of them, there's a buildup. We're there's in the pre-war. There's the pressure to resolve it, gain your advantage, whatever. When it doesn't happen, mm-hmm. you got an end game, yep. and and unfortunately, it ends up usually being a war. So you know, unfortunately, that's kind of where we are now. Mm-hmm. And if you look, it's bigger than just a war at this time. We got a social revolution. They thought the 60s was a social revolution. <laughs> Makes it look like child's play. That was just a dress rehearsal with the, <laughs> with the, the, the backup, the, the stand-ins. Yeah. We got the real thing going on right now. So, you know, uh, I think in the end, I always trust this. It's odd to say that I trust greed. But there's so many people with so much to lose that do have power, that they don't want to lose any of it. Mm-hmm. And so anything short of war, they, they compromise. Yeah. That means they get theirs, they get theirs, and we get less. Yeah. That's where this compromise has come in, uh, especially with the governments. But to be serious a minute, you know, there's a lot at stake on this whole thing mm-hmm. right now, and it's, it's getting bad. So we're not Ben Shapiro and all the guys on TV, and I wouldn't want to be one of them right now. They're under attack. They are under attack. Especially if you're on one side of the political spectrum, you're under attack. Mm-hmm. And basically, we're all under attack in terms of the First Amendment because uh, this week— Tucker Carlson? He got he got removed, and for whatever he did or didn't do, or whatever went down with all the lawsuits, mm-hmm. basically somebody's protecting themselves. Yeah. <clears throat> What's it about? It's not hard to see why they would want to make some changes, but I'm not sure what happened. Nobody's really come up with what happened. But we know from everything we see, you can't say this or that to people. Uh, now you're you're a hater. You're a misogynist. You're a sexist. You're you know you're a Islamophobe. All this stuff. What we were talking about the other night, we've gotten to the point where one group's beliefs are trumping another group's beliefs. Exactly. And that is a loss of your freedoms. I have it all. You have nothing. That's Mm -hmm. just the way it is. Well, anyway, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. And and in the old days, the system was, I think, a little stronger. Some people would argue argue that the people that have still controlled it. And I can't say that's not true. But there were some level heads who realize that if we all don't get some piece of the pie, mm-hmm. uh, there may not be a pie. Right. And I think we're in that situation right now, really on many, many fronts. So, I mean, unfortunately, and I, our favorite figure of fun is who? Joe Biden. And unfortunately, we don't do this to Joe. Joe's doing it to himself. He's a, he's a one-man show, you know. It's like I like to say, he's fumbling towards infirmity, and he's leading the lemon, lemmings over the cliff. And I'm surprised by the numbers that he gets that so many people just believe everything he says yeah. simply because they don't like the other side. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, that's us versus them. That's, that's the sports analogy, my team, mm-hmm. all the time, every day. Right. But— no matter how it goes, we're all going to suffer from uh, missteps. Yes. And we do not have a strong government right now. We just don't. Uh, you know, so I don't know where that's going, but it good. makes me nervous. Mm-hmm. So, and then, you know, go back to Tucker and some of the other people on TV. They hold a lot of influence with people on the conservative side or the, or the, the liberal side, not the classical liberal side, and the libertarians. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so basically they were just disenfranchised when he was deplatformed. Well, how many viewers did he have? Uh, he was getting like three or four million a night. Right. 
And that video he put out after he got bounced. Got what, 11? No, it got closer to 50 million views. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, is Tucker more valuable than Fox on paper? No. Uh, Nobody is. Was Bill O'Reilly? No. But there are... If you're, it depends on what you want out of these folks. Right. If they're just a mouthpiece for your organization, um, maybe he wasn't worth it anymore. Maybe somebody changed their mind about what they wanted to be. But in fact, this is a really strange time for that to be happening. The election season is starting. Here was a voice for the conservatives. Oh, yeah. For now, he millions of people don't have that access to him, mm-hmm. and unfortunately. Most people don't go to the Internet for their news, and they don't go to the independents on Rumble and YouTube and other right. places. They they look at CNN. They MSNBC, look at Fox, MSNBC. Fox. That's where they get their news. Mm-hmm. This is a huge blank space yes, that is. they've put in here now. And I don't want to go down that road because we'll get blitzed off this network. <laughs> is this looks like could be construed as an attempt to sway the election. Oh. I mean, you know, you don't have to be a brainchild to figure that one out. No. But, I mean, you take a major voice. It would have been like in the old days, you know, Rush Limbaugh died, so he wasn't there. I think that impacted the election last time, for good or bad. So, you know, these people do make a, mm-hmm. a difference. Yeah. So I just think there's so many attempts to undermine the First Amendment right now. Yeah. that it's just If we can't talk to each other truthfully, directly, and be heard with each other, mm-hmm. it's not you're not far away from harming each other. Well, that's happening. Uh, it's happening a lot. You see all these shootings now that you never saw. Uh, that people are just—they're at their wits' end. So, anyway, I just know it's a lot. <laughs> we don't want to do what the other people do on the networks because we don't have the access to all the facts and stuff. But these are things that bother us, and mm-hmm. it goes to our theme today that everything put together falls apart. So the backside of that is, if you realize that. You're working towards a better solution. Correct. And yeah. again, to tie the First Amendment in, if you're not talking to the other side, you're. it's like trying to take a stake away from a German shepherd. <laughs> it's not going to turn out the way you want. Right. And in the end, the stake's not going to be fit to eat anyway. <laughs> you should be fine to be able to discuss and disagree, and you left it at that. Now yeah. it's, I'm going to beat you over the head until you agree with me. I remember, you know, there was a time when, you had a friend and you disagreed. You even got upset with him. You'd say, look, I can't go there. You know, this is my business and I wish you'd just leave it alone. So I'm going to go do something. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, That was it. You know, and you get over it. You go back and have a beer and you say, you know, I, you know, I'm kind of sorry. It was so heated. It's important to me. And I got upset. And friends would just go on. Or even if you weren't friends, you might find a new place to start that dialogue. Yeah. That's not happening now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not happening. So. Um, and our, our Joe Biden buddy is making things kind of hard, all these executive orders and telling people what they can and cannot do yep. and allowing things that maybe we all have a should have a voice to rather than one man who can't find his way down a red carpet. I mean, when a 10 year old has to tell you what town you're in when you're giving a speech. Reminds you that you went to Ireland last week. Uh, yeah. Well, speaking of Ireland, what do you think of the Irish? <laughs> I you like that. Upset with uh, <laughs> the new Bud Light representative, <laughs> Dylan Mulvaney. I can't believe that the IRA hasn't taken care of that. <laughs> taking your listen, RSP listen. Back. <laughs> they're messing with a name like Mulvaney, and they're messing with beer. <laughs> you not think the Irish are kind of pissed off? And if they were a little more sober, they might just come over here and take care of that. But you know, on the personal side, that person is doing what they think they need to do. 
what we shouldn't have to do, what that person thinks he needs right, to do. Right. Yeah, that's the whole point. You do you, I'll do me, and we'll try to keep out of each other's way and give each other the tolerance. We've talked about that before. Well, you know, if you want to believe you're a unicorn, that's fine, but don't force me to try to believe that you're a unicorn. So, you know, they turned it from Bud Light into Bud Heavy. <laughs> Burr, you know, the drink of mutilated DNA. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Drinking unicorns beneath the shade of the rainbow. <laughs> And so, person, Mulvaney, I don't know what. It's, it's, Jordan Peter says, no, I'm not going to use your ridiculous pronouns. Sue me. Uh, and they probably well, that's what will. he said. He said he believes that uh, you should be able to sue journalists that don't use your chosen pronoun. Yeah, well, come on. Anyway, so uh, the, the lovely Dylan Mulvaney is now working for Nike. Mm-hmm. And Maybelline. Maybelline. <laughs> and, and this is a shout-out to Ben Shapiro. God, I love that guy. Uh, he he had this the theme, and he had the, the logo for Maybelline. It used to be, maybe it's Maybelline. Now he marked Maybelline and said, maybe it's a dude. <laughs> dude looks like a lady. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, this is where we're going to get in trouble. Because if you've noticed, if you've even noticed... That uh, Dylan sometimes dresses up like a twelve-year-old girl. This is strange. This is delusion. Yes, I mean, so okay, you know, you're going to dress up like a twelve-year-old girl and and do these weird things. I mean, I, I can deal with it because I'm old, and it's like, eh, who gives a shit? But I think uh, Budweiser is uh, going to do something. It won't be what we would like to see him do. But it's going to be a long time until I drink their product because of the things that were said about the people. Uh, why they were changing it. Yeah. Now, I understand, just like we're talking, everything put together falls apart, everything changes, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a group of people that they may want to uh, draw in to drink that beer. Yeah. But when you tell the other 95% that drink it for the last 100 years mm-hmm. that they're fratty and ridiculous or whatever the phrase was. Transphobic and all Whatever, you know. Yeah. yeah go, go broke. Yeah. So, enough on that. Um one other thing about the First Amendment, and I'm not, I never was a big Kennedy fan. I mean, I was young when John F. Kennedy was in. Right. Everybody loved him. It was the man, the myth. And then, you know, Bobby came and he got assassinated. Now his son is running for president. Yeah. He's got a lot of good ideas, and he's more of a Republican than most Republicans are now. He is. He, he, he's an old classic Democrat. He is. Uh, and, and already they're censoring the guy. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Uh, what was it that ABC did? They clipped. Parts of his speech. They they edited his speech and called it editorial judgment. Well, the man's giving a speech. It should be from start to finish. In the old days, when we respected the viewer, mm-hmm. you would say, okay, here's the news. These are the facts. This happened. Some grandma killed a cat in a tree with a, with a road grader. You know, whatever the hell it was. <laughs> uh, and now it's like... And then they would have an editorial yeah. at the end, you know, the Huntley Brinkley Report mm-hmm. or, or Roger Mudd or yeah. Cronkite. They would say, and now for the editorial. And they would give their opinion mm-hmm. based upon the way they were filtering that story. But you knew it was an opinion. Yeah, but you got the news first. You got the news. You don't get that anymore. No. You get commentary. You get, uh, you know, like Woody Allen said, commentary and dissent have merged. Now it's <laughs> yes. dysentery. <laughs> <laughs> Truer words. I mean, that guy was a prophet. Oh, uh, yeah. So if he hadn't married his stepdaughter, he probably would be a saint by now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? It's like they say on the left now. True love is where you find it. Get get out of the way. Hmm. But we wanted to we wanted to read something to you uh, because it's, it's it's so appropriate to how we see that you should 
you should run your life. Yeah. And and going back to the Buddhist thought, you know, a lot of Buddhist practice, and not just Buddhist practice, there are some Christian practices and other people, the, to remember that you're only here for a short while and that you are going to die. And you need to come to terms with that, acceptance of that, and look at it for what it mm -hmm. is. And in that view, conduct yourself in life. Right. As if what you have is valuable and it's limited and what you do with it matters not only to you, but to the people around you. And if you're a religious person, you may be answering for it again. <laughs> <laughs> so the pain may not stop and get it right. right? Correct. Yeah. So there was a fellow out here. He was a, I don't know what you call him now, indigenous person. Uh, we used to call him Indians, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Native Americans. Native Americans. Whatever. Forget the damn labels. You know what I'm talking about. They were here before we were. Yeah. And so his name was Tecumseh. Yes. And he was a fairly well-known Indian leader or indigenous leader, or he was a leader of his people. How's that? Dang. And so he had a, this, it, this is attributed to him, but some people say it's not him, but who cares? Well, I, I asked John to print this off so we could have it on. Yeah, show. I'd read it years ago and you brought it back up. And I thought, this is, you know, at some level... The truth mm -hmm. looks the same no matter what mouth it's coming out Correct. of. Correct. Correct. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. My grandmother, I've quoted my grandmother, the truth will stand when the world's on fire. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to try to stumble through this and read it from five foot away. Okay. So live your life that the fear of death can never enter your heart. Trouble no one about their religion. Respect others in their view. And demand that they respect yours. Love your life. Perfect your life. Beautify all things in your life. Seek to make your life long and its purpose in the service of your people. Prepare a noble death song for the day when you go over the great divide. Always give a word or a sign of salute when meeting or passing a friend, even a stranger when in a lonely place. Show respect to all people and grovel to none. When you arise in the morning, give thanks for the food and for the joy of living. If you see no reason for giving thanks, the fault lies only in yourself. Abuse no one and no thing, for abuse turns the wise ones to fools and robs the spirit of its vision. When it comes to your time to die, be not like those whose hearts are filled with the fear of death, so that when their time comes, they weep and pray for a little more time to live the lives over again in a different way. Sing your death song and die like a hero going home. Truth. Now you can sit and pick all that apart for it's not my religion, it's not my not my political party, it's not my people, it's not my color, it's not this. That's but just good. That's common sense. Yes. That's a guide. That's a roadmap. That's a GPS to a happier life right there. So that's what we offer for this week. And again, like this is Barstool Buddhas. That guy never heard of Buddha, <laughs> but he got the message somehow. So right. so you know, that's that's the message for this. And you know, last week when I did the uh Barstool Bits? The Barstool Bits. I, I quoted Mahatma Gandhi, and I'm going to do it again because it fits right into this. Because there's there's something on you to do every day mm -hmm. that will make your life and other people's lives do, much better. Mahatma Gandhi expressed a great and universal truth when he said, my life is my message. It's true for all of us, always. What message are you sending to the world? Yeah. And the other side of that is, are you sure you're receiving the message correctly? <laughs>
think before you respond. Yes. Boy, if there was ever a lesson I needed to learn in my life, that one's it. It ought to be tattooed on my butt. <laughs> think before you speak. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got a short circuit. I claim genetic deficiency on that. <laughs> Thoughts go around the rational part of my brain and straight to my mouth. <laughs> and uh, I've, learned to, I've learned to make them sit in the cell phone lot. You know, like at the airport, yep. waiting on the plane. <laughs> and sometimes it works. But seriously, um, you know, this is no time to see, see more d- divisiveness in the world for any reason. Mm. Take every opportunity to, well, what is it? The buck stops here. Yeah. The crap stops here. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, we're not any better than anybody else. Matter of fact, we're kind of below average. But would you say 50% of Americans are below average? Yeah. <laughs> It's a group. I finally found my group. I got my tribe now. But seriously, uh, it doesn't take a lot f- from a lot to make a lot. The go to fund- make things better. The GoFundMe thing is a good yes. example of that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, half a million people on the Internet decide, I want to help this person who doesn't have anything. Uh, and they, they all lost get, everything. And they give a dollar. They give $10. The next thing you know, this guy's got $2 million. And you see a picture of him sitting in Tahiti. <laughs> I mean, sometimes the outcome isn't the intended outcome, but the point is a lot of people doing a little at the same time to make things better makes a difference has a huge impact. Yes. So uh, as we can see from the, and I will say this, the other side of the aisle, the extreme left has learned this and they do it very, very well. Mm-hmm. They're a very vocal minority and they push and they never give up. Yeah. I don't like their philosophy, and I don't like their end game, but their methodology mm-hmm. is solid. And it will win if you don't give them a counterpoint to modify that to some degree where we can all live together. So you can blame the other side as long as you want, but at some point you're culpable. Yeah. If you continue to let it go on without standing up. Indifference. You're going to get what they want. Mm-hmm. They all vote. You don't vote. Then all you got is your complaint. Yes, exactly. So I don't know if I have anything else. You want to say anything? We're good. Uh, hopefully that wasn't as deep and dark as we thought it was going to be. I always leave you on a bright note. But, you know, it is the end of April and it's cold. So we got to have something to complain about, right? <laughs> We're in Tennessee in April and it's cold outside. So it's like something's wrong. Could, could global warming actually be real? Think about it. <laughs> Uh, Well, I think we're out. We're out. What do you think? All right. See you next time.